You are now listening to Artists at Work. Artists at Work. What's up, everyone? My name is 1AM, and here today you are watching the new show that I'm hosting. It's called Artists at Work, where we talk to independent artists around the Bay Area and just kind of pick their brains. So today we're going to be talking with my friend Angel. And Angel, what's up? Are you with us? What's happening? What's yes, up? I am in the building. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the people that don't know you? Okay, he is I and I am him. It's Angel, Four Pillars Boss. Uh, just a rap guy. I'm not, not a rapper. I'm just a guy that raps sometimes, do some things sometimes, artist management, <laughs> you know, small things. Yes. Sometimes I make worms rhyme. This guy, Angel's just being humble. He is a heavy spitter from where are you from? Harlem. Harlem. Uh, 125th and Lennox. What's popping? Yep. So, you know, there's a lot, a lot of experience and history that I'm just going to pick your brain with. So, of course. <laughs> so, what was it like growing up over there in Harlem? Okay. The difference, and mind you, like, yes, I grew up in Harlem, but I spent almost every summer in Oakland. Okay. So, it's like the difference is. No offense to no Bay Area people. Do not get me wrong. I flex with y'all heavy. Style is everything. Especially in the 90s growing up in New York. Style was everything. You can have your best outfit in Oakland and come over to Harlem and you still think you dusty. It's just different. It's just a different sauce, a different swag. Always feel like Oakland and Harlem is the same place. Like they're the same versions of each other, just East and West Coast. You can kind of see that. Uh, man, it's so much culture. And like... So Harlem Renaissance, and at the same time, it's Oakland with the Black Panther Party and the Bay Area and mm-hmm. the hype movement and all that shit. Like it's the same place to me. I love it. I love it. That's a sad. So, were you introduced to music over there or over here in Oakland? Uh, ironically, my musical journey started with jazz. I love jazz. I've always loved jazz. My dad put me on the jazz, but then my dad was still a street dude, so mm-hmm. he would still hang out with like Cam and Big L when he was alive and whatnot. No way. And I never, don't even, I never got to meet these guys. I really mm-hmm. wish I did because Cam, well, Cam used to be one of my favorite artists. Joel's and Jim Jones is two of my favorite artists of all time. And it's dip set to the death. But um, yeah, no, the, the rap part of it, yes. There is this place called Black Star Music and Video in Harlem. And that's where ciphers would be held and whatnot. And then there's a barbershop in Harlem where like big battle rappers like Loaded Lux would throw battles in the barbershop. And that's where I started just listening. I'm a little dirt poor kid and just started battling. Somebody yeah. called me out. I got ate up and I swore that would never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so, so you started kind of like with battle rapping then? Is that what yes. you're saying? Wow. Up until maybe like three years ago, almost every verse you would hear from me is some bar in there like, I'm not a rapper. Oh, I was no, I'm not an artist. I'm just a battle rapper that make music. Like that used to be my whole thing. Now I'm past that point in life. But. I feel that. So when did you start like actually getting away from battle rapping and started like focusing in on like music, like albums or singles or whatever? Well, <laughs> funny story actually. When I came to the West Coast, as opposed to doing a summer, I did a whole year out here. 
And uh, we went to LA a lot. Me and my uncle Isaiah went to LA a lot. He used he made beats for a corrupt. I'm sure they probably never got used. But um, running in those circles, being as young as I was, I was about 12 or 13 at that time, rapping the way I was rapping around everybody out there, start getting looks. So a popular artist in Compton decided he was gonna put a label together after his issues with what was going on and put me on the team. And the album got shelved. I never saw the light of the day. I maybe recorded four songs for that project, but I was still around for all the industry meetings and around for all the photo ops and the, the crew love that they got. So it exposed me to a lot as far as making music. Mm-hmm. Made me not want to do it. <laughs> so I went just straight back to trying to be a battle rapper. And if I stuck with it and kept my pen battle sharp like these dudes now, mm-hmm. who's getting paid $50,000 to battle? Like, <laughs> could have been up there. Yeah. But apparently that wasn't in my cards. Hmm. So, so what are um, you what are you doing now? Like in in um in regards to like like are you still signed or anything? Are you an independent no, artist? No, or? no, now I am completely independent. We signed I end up signing another deal November 2019. November 2019 with Bentley Records, who was a nice little publishing distribution deal. Got my creative freedom. It was me and my other guy, V-Bach. Shout out to my brother, V-Bach. We had a group called Catch-22. It was (laughs) amazing. It was amazing. We dropped a four-song EP of 100,000 spins overseas, and it was nice. But my guy, V-Bach, he was going through some things, so he decided to step away from music permanently. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. The label decided to reach out, and they said, hey, we still like what you did, and you want to do something solo? And I said, no, <laughs> uh, I'm going to focus on building my own. And even through that, they still was like, hey, if you need any help with promotion or if you need anything to do, just hit us up. We got you. So it's love. It's going to cost me no longer. I already know it is. So I'm not even going to attempt to reach out. Sure. But now, and every time I try to stop making music and trying to stop doing something rap wise, something comes up that makes me think, yo, that'd be a dope idea if we were to do this. Mm. and I fully integrate myself back into it. I keep trying to leave, and they keep pulling me back in. It's not going to leave you alone. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's going to follow you forever. <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. As long as I can still do it how I want to do it, I don't care. Yeah. It's I learned a long art. time ago. Yeah, I learned a long time ago. I don't want to make music for the radio. I don't care who likes my shit or not. I want to make music that I want to listen to. Nobody has their own taste everybody tastes somebody else likes that shit mm-hmm. probably a big group of people like that shit mm-hmm. so if i make music i want to listen to and we just so happen to put it out there's going to be a fan base that's going to gravitate towards it definitely see the cool thing is that you're like the perfect candidate to start off the show because you have experience like working independently and also with a, a label so mm-hmm. i guess the first question I'm curious about is like, what was that process like when you first signed to a record label? Like, did they give you a contract? Did someone meet with you? Like, you know, what, what was that like? Like, walk us through that. So for the first time when I was a kid, that was back when labels still had budgets and they still wanted to make the artists feel like they were worth something and still cared about artists and development. That was back when the A&R still had a fucking job. Mm-hmm. 
So it was a whole thing. Go out to a restaurant, sign stuff, me drinking apple cider while everybody else is popping champagne and shit. <laughs> like it was a big deal for us at least. Nice lengthy contract. And they <laughs> what they do is they give you a contract, maybe about that thick, and they put in tabs. And if you go to the tab, it's not telling you, oh, this is important. Look at it, it's just telling you where to sign. Mm-hmm. They assume that you're just gonna sign away. Just keep going because that's how they're that's how we're so profitable because we don't look at shit because we come from nothing. Mm-hmm. And when we don't come from nothing, we don't care. You won't give me this amount of money just to do this? Cool. We don't look at none of the returns. We don't look at how the label needs to recoup and how no matter how bad this one do, if the next one do amazing, mm-hmm. you may still owe from that last one. Don't talk about the points on the album. They don't talk about nothing like that. So luckily, I had my uncle with me, and he, being very conspiracy theorist out, went through everything. We spent more than three hours at that restaurant just by him looking at that contract. The second time I saw it in 2019, mind you, I'm older, I'm wiser. It was nothing like that. (laughs) Didn't have no face-to-face meetings. We had a meeting over Skype because Zoom was not a thing. and. We talked for maybe 20 minutes and they sent over, they emailed the contract that I had to go through and see what they provide, what they won't provide, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Digitally sign. <laughs> I mean, that works in my favor too, because if I digitally sign some, I'm automatically having all my screenshots just in case any legal battles come up. Yep. But it's like no one cared. <laughs> it's a deal. Nobody gave a fuck. It, it is what it is. Hmm. So it's not all glamorous like they make it sound. Oh, hell no. <laughs> And if it is, really look at your contract. I know people who signed a contract and it was glamorous. And at the end of their contract, when they decide to leave the label or decide to go somewhere else, sign somewhere else, come to find out that glamorous part they threw you is coming out <laughs> of that sign-on bonus you got. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't think I've ever... I mean, <laughs> in my experience, most of the people, contract is like your word. That's pretty much like I've never had someone come up to me with like an actual contract other than like a release form. So it's like pretty interesting <laughs> to yeah, hear man. about that. But you will go through it because you are dope. One day, hey, somebody's going to hit you with that. <laughs> Hopefully I'll have someone there to read every freaking page like uh, you, you know, did. I got you, sis. <laughs> we'll have to highlight shit and just be like, nah. We'll change that. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't know. Like, it's so many fucked up terms and things that go on that nobody knows about. It's very depressing, mm-hmm. especially when all you want to do is make art. Yeah. But I blame this microwave generation. Everybody wants something quick, fast. Yeah. The next hot thing. So now rappers don't even care if it's the art. They just want to do this because it's easy and I can make money doing it. Like, come on, yeah. come on, bro. It's crazy too because you see a lot of the like. Just like on YouTube or even personal Instagrams and stuff like that, some of the artists are like crying out for help or like exposing their, mm-hmm. you know, their record label and whatnot. But right now you're doing your own thing, right? You have your own label yes, and everything. Yes, Four Pillars Entertainment. I am looking for artists. I may or may not be an artist. Who the fuck knows? But I am looking for artists. It is a home for artists. Mind you, this is all coming out of pocket. So, hey, you sign with the label. I'm not going to give you no sign-on bonus. <laughs> Can't do it. Sorry, bro. <laughs> but at the same time, you will never have to worry about studio time. 
unless you got your own setup. You'll never have to worry about promotion. We did a well, we did a record what last year? No. Mm-hmm. Was that last year? Yeah, beginning of the pandemic. Um Yeah. No hook part two with no label backing, no nothing. Yeah. 150,000 some odd streams. <laughs> like I can push you. We can get paid. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna ask for no money out of your pocket. I don't give a fuck about that. If I'm gonna be an artist, why do I need to dig in another artist's pocket? Mm-hmm. And people say, oh, but that's not how a label boss works. You're supposed to get paid off of this shit. Okay, I'm getting paid off of my project. I believe in my artist so much, I can care less about the money I get back. I just care that these people that I feel is truly talented, and that's who I'm reaching out to. If I feel you're, you're truly dope at this thing called rap, mm-hmm. I just wanna make sure no one else has a chance to fuck you over. Mm. I don't care if I see no profit off of this. I will put up the money for these shows. I will do even shows where you got to pay to perform. I'll put up the money for that just so you can get an audience. You never know who's in that audience. You never know who's doing what. Exactly. So are you scouting for artists or you want artists to acquire? Both. Do both. I am scouting. And if you feel like you're dope, if you like anything that you've ever heard from me, then you know I, I got that golden pen. Hit me up. I may work with you once or twice, and I feel the vibe. We'll see what's going on. Sure. I'm taking I'll... it back to the old school of A&Rs, where I'm trying to go to every open mic just to see who's dope. There you go. I'll make sure I'll put that in the description. By all means. You got my email. Just tag it in there so they can be like, yo, check my shit out. Okay. So coming from all that, like, what would you say is like the most important thing that you've learned that you want to share with other artists if you're a rapper rap if you're an r&b singer make r&b if you're a hybrid of both do that don't step out of your lane to appease what's going on in the 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 airwaves right now radio is dead media i I don't care what nobody said you can have a top one song on a billboard for mad long i don't care that's just trash do what you love to do. Do not change your sound to match nobody. Because once you change your sound, you are going to fail. Unless it's in a positive way. If you're changing your sound because you truly want to experiment doing something else, then fucking experiment. Don't change to appease the masses. Here, yeah, here. Yeah. You heard it here first. No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I thought you were going to do your little whisper 1 a.m. tag. That you put in. 1 a.m. no freaking that yeah that that's pretty important to know um it is because everybody got a lane yep (laughs) you got the lils out here doing whatever the fuck they're doing and they got a fan base Mm -hmm. you got people like j cole and all the dreamville who are rapping rapping at a high caliber yeah got a crazy fan base and then you got motherfuckers like griselda and Benny the Butcher, Westside Gun, and Conway, who's doing that old 90s type gritty rap. And they're seen as some of the best lyricists in the game right now. Mm. They're the only people to have a deal, a joint deal from Shady and Rock Nation. So you got Jay-Z and Eminem coming together to put money behind you to make you go. Yeah, that's crazy. Never change their sound. You can't dance to their music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's barely any drums. It's a dark, gritty good, uh, drum loop. Nice little sample in the background. That is it. I love those guys. I fucking love Griselda. I love how they're taking over the world. You can either be Hove or you can be Nas. And what I mean by that, and don't get me wrong, they're both legends. Jay-Z is my favorite, my personal favorite rapper of all time. 
But um, Jay-Z selling albums. Every album going gold, at least. Hmm. Nas is just as nice, but he don't sell shit. Comparatively. Yeah. And Nas is still moving units, but comparatively, he don't sell shit. But it's debatable that his pen is stronger. Either you can care more about your pen, or you can care more about just making pure music. Pick and choose the side you stand on. I just care about rapping. I was gonna say, didn't uh, didn't Jay Z uh diss Nas and he uh, came out with like a, a song or album or something like that? You are too dope to not know this story, and it really hurt me. No, no, no. no. Like, I I heard about it when I was getting tattooed, and then oh the the guy showed me the album, and he showed me the song that Nas did, and I was like, oh okay, this shit. This started a long time ago. I want to say this was like this is after Reasonable Doubt, so this is around Blueprint era. So this is late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z's right-hand man, Memphis Blinks, sent a shout-out to Nas. Nas replied, Jay-Z had a song called The Takeover where he was getting at everybody. Killed Prodigy off. Uh, Havoc, you know, Mobb had a Tupac shot in there that nobody wants to talk about. Mm. And then the last bar was ask Nas. He don't want it with Hove. And he wasn't just going to leave it at that. Then Nas dropped a couple of subs. Jay-Z extended that last verse out to be a whole Nas breakdown. And that verse is one of the best verses I've ever heard in my life when it comes to dissing somebody. Nas replied with Ether, which is one of the best diss songs ever made, even though that beat is one of the worst beats ever made. (laughs) No one is going into that lab and saying, yo, I want that beat. Never. Listen to the instrumental when you get a chance. Ether by Nas, instrumental produced by Ron Browse. That shit is dumpster. But what Nas did to it was amazing. Now we know, like, ether wasn't a term that was using back then. Now when somebody get killed off, he ethered them. <laughs> mm. And Jay-Z responded with a song called, it was a super ugly freestyle on top of Dr. Dre's super ugly that came out for the washdown track. Mm. It was okay. It was mid. It's not a good response. But the shit he said in there was so tr- detrimental. Nas's, uh, uh, Jay-Z's mom made him apologize. Nas dropped Major Look, one of the best hip-hop records ever, one of the best beats ever. Yeah. Got yourself a gun, followed that. Jay-Z said, okay, enough, and dropped Blueprint, one of the greatest diss songs ever, one of the best beats ever. Anyway, this shit was going on for about 10 years, maybe. (laughs) Then they squashed it, and then Jay-Z signed Nas to Rock Nation, and then here we are. But now it's to the point where every time Nas drops a song or an album, Jay-Z is dropping that same day in some capacity. Just happened again this past Friday, Thursday, past Thursday. Nas dropped a song called EPMD, produced by Hitboy on uh, Judas and Black Messiah on that soundtrack. Yeah. Jay-Z had a song with Nipsey on that same soundtrack. Mm. Dropped it as a single, same day that Nas dropped his shit. Yeah, there's, oh, it's on the same album. Yeah, but you don't do that. You don't release that on the same day. Come on now. Now it's just petty. We know you won, Hove. Leave it alone. <laughs> if you get a chance to listen to it, that song is fire, actually. It's, uh, Nipsey and Jay-Z. I think that Nipsey verse is like eight years old. Mm-hmm. And Jay-Z verse is like maybe two weeks old. And it's it's perfect. It is perfect. I'll try. I'll try. I'll, I will I will go and listen to it. But uh, I, you're not a Jay-Z fan. Though. I'm not a Jay-Z right. fan at all. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. He just. Uh. <laughs> it's really funny to me. It's really funny to me. I feel like I can tell you a specific Jay-Z era that you would actually fuck. Like, I don't know. No, I, know. I do like, like some of his older stuff, older, older stuff. Yeah. But up, in, up from like maybe 2002 
<laughs> and then I'm um, just like, eh, You're whatever. <laughs> the Black Album is my favorite hip hop album. Jay Z got some of the best quotables to me. It's dope. And the evolution from rapping about how you were selling crack when you were selling crack all the way up to now where you're done rapping about that shit. Now you're trying to give people gems on how to flip their real estate or triple their income and black wealth and black excellence and shit. But doing it so masterfully, like, oh man, he, it's the GOAT, man. It's the GOAT. So, so kind of talking about them, like, for sure, Jay-Z is like off top all the time like right he he just he doesn't even write right he just spits from off top okay well there's some debate with that yes hove is he don't write shit down mm-hmm. but it's not instantaneously well, yeah. just run the booth and just freestyle some shit yeah no he'll sit back for maybe 15 20 30 minutes and do the whole record in his head and then go in the booth and record it all in one take now isn't that how you do your verses? kind of actually but i remember um, i don't fucking uh I can't sit back and do a whole song in my head and then just go lay down in one take. That's that's crazy to me. <laughs> I cannot do that. I may go verse by verse. I'll do a whole verse in my head and then mm-hmm. go re- lay it down. Not to say I'm dope and like, yeah. It's, it's a cool, skill though. But, it, you know. Yeah, but if I take something to write, I feel like I would have 10 times more punchlines. And I'm already trying to get a punchline every three bars. So if I take time to write some shit out, it's going to be crazy. I think it's out of pure excitement that I don't write it down like I hear the beat and I don't want to if it's a beat that inspires me mm-hmm. I don't want to waste time I don't want to go find a pen and pad I don't want to do all that shit I want to write down the race no I'm just gonna sit there and play that shit over and over again and keep going over bars constantly until it all be structured out mm. yeah that that is like extraordinary because I need a pen and a paper <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like doing it on my phone like I need to physically feel the the pen and the paper but like that, one thing i would never do is go off of my phone i fucking hate that shit yeah i, I it's hard it. i don't like it don't depending feel the on same. It. yeah it's like it's like people who like <laughs> take notes on their laptop they're just that's like weird that's really weird i can't i can't it, i can't remember it i don't know what it is about writing but it, i just also i don't mean to interject there was that's this good. dude and I'm going to put him on blast because I don't give a fuck about him. Fuck that guy. Uh, back when I was in a group called Those Guys. Shout out to those guys. Those are my brothers. Ancient Wonder Wizard and Jiggles Little Ninja. Those are my brothers. I love them to death. We do not do music no more together, but I fuck with them. I support what they do. Mm. But as a group, we joined a bigger collective called the Slimeball Spitters. It was us three. It was this guy named Kurt. It was this guy named... Uh, who else was it? It was Kurt. It was Elmo. It was Kit Clout, who's fucking... Dope. Go look up Kid Clout. He's the perfect barrier artist. Kid Clout. Spell with a K. That guy's dope. But there was this other guy named Solo. At the time, he was phenomenal. Come to find out, him writing on his laptop, he was either copying and pasting other people's bars or using an app that helped him find words to rhyme with shit for mm-hmm. the whole layout of the song. Wow. <laughs> like you could type in what type of song, like what type of artist that you want to mm-hmm. mimic and it'll bring up like some of their lyrics. And when you start typing your shit, start formatting it, how they would format their shit. Like what the hell? Fuck that guy. And then when we get them out of the group, he tried to, he was going to sue us if we try to use his verses. No, we're not going to use your verses because you're using an old 90, uh, 97 Eminem song. Like why yeah. would I? That's crazy. I didn't even know they had little tools like that on your phone. They do. It's crazy. They Cause do. like I, um, 
because most of the time when I'm looking at uh, stuff music related, it's more like towards mixing and like mastering. So uh -huh. I've been getting a lot of ads about like tools, like just lazy ass plugins where people can just apply vocal effects and just like <laughs> just lazy ass mixing. And it's crazy because all these people, you know, like all the influencers are like just yeah, you should try this. Step your game up, blah, blah, blah. That's, no, that's what bro. makes me think of, like, that whole little app thing, like, helping him to rap and shit. Like, that's that's just so I mean, lazy. Even a crutch. It's so lazy. You know, these scathing hot bars is coming from me and me alone. Mm-hmm. That's actually why I don't smoke weed. Hey. Same. I don't, I don't incorporate that at all at my music. I cannot function, like, I, correctly. <laughs> Currency the hospital said it the best. You know I mean, he's an advocate weed smoker. He's all about that life. Most of the music about weed. But he also said weed is supposed to be an unlocking tool. Mm. If you need it to write, use it to write. Mm -hmm. But if you smoke and you get lazy and you don't want to do something, you shouldn't smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> that is not what it's meant for. Mm -hmm. I feel that. But I didn't want to be characterized as somebody who needs to smoke to rap. Yeah. So I just stopped smoking. I feel that. <laughs> I didn't want to be characterized as the same. And also, like, I guess, like, I didn't want that to be the focus. Like, when I first started making music, I was I was a pothead and I just talked about all that. But it's like, I didn't want to be, like, known for that. And I didn't want to be, like, just being like, yeah, that's all I do. Like, nah, I do other shit. So I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah, because don't you dance, too? Yeah. Don't you starting to DJ a little bit? Like, Yeah. So... I, I think, like, that's all, like, essential skills, like, and a lot of these, like, young artists coming up, I feel like they, they need skills, like, that's, that's what they lack, they just want to go ahead and just do it real quick, you know, like, just, yeah, let me do it, like, this. but, what, what, <laughs> what, what, what did I say? Like this. <laughs> that's their that's their that's the way they rap now, <laughs> but what, what would you be, what would you say, like, for some of these young up-and-coming artists that are like either they're doing it already or they're just learning how to do it what what would you say is some of the important things to focus on like especially as a hip-hop artist or a rap artist like what what skills should they focus on sharpening uh if you're a rapper mm -hmm. i don't care what nobody say you need to be witty <laughs> like mm -hmm. You need at least one or two bars per song to make people say, hold on, what did you say? Rewind it. Step up your double entendre. Learn your literary devices. Double entendres, alliteration, metaphors, similes. Learn that shit because that will make you stand out so much. Like, I think the only reason why people in the barrier think I'm dope is because I use those things compared to whoever I'm rapping to on these songs. Mm. That's it. Just because I sound not like I'm from here. Learn how to write. <laughs> Please learn how to write so you the can basics. rap amazingly. Rap is a competition sport. You're supposed to be trying to bar each other's life away when you're on records with other people. And if that's not your lane, if you're one of these dancey type rappers, learn how to dance. Don't make <laughs> a dance song and not know how to do your dance. Learn how to play a fucking instrument if you're a producer. Just one. Just one. Mm. And not even learn, learn, just learn the small basics. Because if you're a producer, you learn just regular, small, maybe a week worth of learning of any instrument. When you're actually on the boards, when you're on your APC, you can actually start telling the difference in how certain shit starts sounding. And to make your production 10 times greater. And learn your history, too. Like, there's too many people running around here 
saying people are their favorite artists without knowing anything about that artist. It's so many good producers and rappers that people never heard of that's blowing up. Yet for some reason, it's like no one's ever heard of them. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. And pay attention to the culture. How are you going to want to be a rapper, but you don't pay attention to what's going on in rap? The three best-selling mainstream artists out right now, Drake, J. Cole, and Kendrick. Mm-hmm. They are all nice with their pen. Drake has an asterisk next to his, but they're all nice. <laughs> they run in a rap game. They drop, everything else shuts down. People will not drop the same day as them, unless you're brave. So we can't say that the mumble rappers and the shitty heads, the shitty heads, you can't say that they're running shit. They mm-hmm. can try. They're just not going to be there. It's very true. So what, who would you say, like, on your top five influencers? Like, just it doesn't have to be rap. On just... my personal style. I don't know. It doesn't have to be rap. But uh, yeah. my own personal musical style, mm-hmm. Method Man is number one. Method Man, as far as influences go. Method Man is there. Joe Budden is there. Jay-Z is there. I have more. It's just I'm trying to categorize them as making the five spot. Okay. Uh, Royce the 5'9 is there. He will always be there. And um, oddly enough, Lupe Fiasco is there. Really? Yeah. May I ask why? I'm just curious. The first rap album I ever bought with my own money was Lupe's first album. Even now, when I listen to Lupe freestyles that he dropped or like older Lupe shit, his level of writing is way too intricate. Like, they're not doubles. They're quadruple entendres, layers on top of layers. And no matter what you think, it's not what you're going to think. Like, Superstar. Superstar is his most popular song. It's a very commercial, poppy record on the surface level. But no one cares to listen to what he's actually saying. It's a very dark and depressing song. I'll have to go back and listen to it. Because I like Lupe. I I, Lupe's I don't I don't know why, or I never paid attention as to why he kind of just got kicked. It seemed like he just got kicked out of the freaking light. They're just like, nah, we don't want you. It seems like that. But again, he's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. He's one of Jay-Z's favorite rappers. Mm. <laughs> you, they still throw Lupe anywhere they can. Anybody that wants to do a song with Lupe that's dope, they pick him up. Mm. He's just not concerned with it. He's on the tech. Like, Mm-hmm. But that's why he was one of my biggest influences growing up. Him and Meth, because they both were like super big comic book heads, and I'm a diehard comic book nerd. I'm also a big Power Rangers nerd, so don't test me. But Lupe, I identify with because he's a martial artist. I'm a martial artist. He was a skateboarder. I was a skateboarder. He was a battler. I was a battler. And his production, Pharrell was one of my favorite producers, and that beat for I Gotcha was incredible. It made me figure out that I love piano keys on my beats. Mm. I didn't want to rap until I heard that Lupe album. Was Lupe it's a weird in, fucking term? Was Lupe in that uh that show, that flow show? Or no? Or no no no, that was chance, huh? Yes, that was, that was... Uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> what do you think about chance? I'm just curious. Why are you asking? Uh, did I'm we do just, this last time? Yo, I fucking we hate did. chance. I hate chance the rapper. Why? I fucking I hate chance the rapper. Chance now. Chance 2021 chance is one of the worst fucking shitty rappers i've ever heard in my life and you know it, it pisses me off because everybody keeps saying oh but he's trying to do something bigger than just make rap music do you hear the instrumentation and all that shit? no i heard it and i think it's trash especially compared to this first joint when chance first came out with 10 day i was like huh let me see what this guy's talking about it was okay but then when i found out he made it while well, he was on suspended was suspended from school for 10 days and was grounded and just made it in his room and it came out to be that quality okay mm-hmm. and then he dropped acid rap <laughs> 
And Acid Rap is one of my favorite mixtapes. That shit is hard. Mm-hmm. And he had features from some of my favorite people. Childish, Gamb- Childish Gambino's mm-hmm. number six. And that okay. five that I listed of my most influential artists, number six. Okay. He may take somebody's spot, maybe top three. Childish Gambino is one of my favorite artists. Um, he had Childish on there. And he had Action Bronson on there going crazy. He had App Solo on there. I was like, yo, this little dirt nothing kid actually came up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he started becoming overly positive. And for some reason, that changed the whole scape of his rap ability and started doing a lot of this mm. bullshit. And then him and Vin, Vic Mensa stopped doing music together. And I feel like that maybe that was his rebel's edge. And he lost that. Mm. And then he dropped that. a social experiment album. And I thought that was cool because it wasn't so much chance, but it was the whole group, especially Donnie Trumpet, who I think is phenomenal on a trumpet. Mm. And then he started going south. He kept hyping up he's about to drop his album finally. I think that's unfair because As a Rap was supposed to be an album, quote unquote. Yeah. Because it's able to be streamed on iTunes, so it's an album. But that's another fucking reason. I'll get back to that. He dropped his album. That was horrible. But he dropped his album right after Coloring Book. Coloring Book should have been the album. I agree. You dropped within six months of each other. Coloring Book should have been the fucking album. Yep. You had a whole stadium packed out for that magnificent coloring day. That could have been your album rollout. From a marketing standpoint, it was stupid. Mm-hmm. Content-wise, that one was trited to dash. <laughs> what was it called? The Big Day or some shit? Garbage. Yeah, You I get know. a chance. You love your wife. You're supposed to love your wife. We don't need to hear about her every fucking record. I agree. Yeah, no. I, I, I then, heard like two, and I was like, I heard two tracks, yeah, no. and I was like, mm, it was bad. Nah. It was bad. And then you got the audacity to make it seem like you're completely independent. I get it. You a bitch for that. You mm-hmm. got these little motherfuckers running around thinking they can make something off of doing it by themselves, thinking they're going to make it on that level if they have the right talent. So no, you didn't do that. You signed an exclusive deal with Apple. That's still considered a record deal. That is not mm-hmm. independent. Yeah. So now these motherfuckers is walking around doubting themselves because they can't make the same noise that you make and thinking that you did it by your fucking self. It's depressing. People die from fucking failure. People commit suicide over failures on that magnitude. Yeah, you ain't gotta say that you're independent. <laughs> like you don't have to say that. We wouldn't care. You're putting out music, good, bro. What is the point of trying to portray yourself to be independent? You did it by yourself. No, bitch, you didn't. There's only one artist I could think of right now off the head that's completely independent and making that noise, and that's Toby. Like, it's fucking trash. No, I get that. Yeah, cause I I found that found that out too because i was one of those kids i was like yeah he's like independent and like i I was listening to him and logic and i was like yeah they're independent and then you know you find out more and you're just like oh both of them motherfuckers shady the only difference is logic's actually trash (laughs) chance still got bars but like chance's verse on ultralight beams was some of the best rapping i have heard from him in a long time like, uh, was it him, Kanye, Kirk Franklin, and Kelly Price? Yes. His verse on Ultralight Beans was fire. What he, what he said, what was that boy that like? Oh, my daughter looked just like Sia, you can't see it. Like, I love little double entendres like that. I love wordplay like that. Mm-hmm. Where'd that go? Could it be because of just the industry and just being too up there? Or what do you think? I guess Logic can't use that excuse because you were just trash for no reason. <laughs> and you know what shout out to reckless i know you're a logic fan i'm a logic <laughs> fan too sir 
I, you already know how I feel about this dude. So what I'm about to say is no surprise to nobody. <laughs> Talk Logic your shit. Is so garbage to me. And my wife asks me all the time, how can you not like Logic when he raps how you like people to rap? Like the rappers you listen to, he raps. No, he doesn't. Just because you got the cadence don't mean you got the bars to go with it. You break down Logic shit. Logic shit is mad basic. And let me let me clarify, because I like the first two. What was those Sinatra projects that he did? Yeah, it was Young Sinatra and then Forever or something like that. I like the first one. The first one was hard. But for some reason, like, I can't get with it. Like, Logic's mad corny to me. Like, <laughs> he is corny. He's corny. No matter how well you rap, does not wipe off all that clown juice you got on you. Like, you're a corny, bro. Well, what's a good example of positive message, but not corny as hell? Just like uh, an artist. Oswin Benjamin. Perfect example. There's this cat, Oswin Benjamin. I found out about him through Sway. He went up on there, and I was only watching that that video of Sway because he had two battle rappers on there, Mm -hmm. uh, K-Shine and DNA. And they brought Oswin up because Oswin was just outside rapping. Like mm-hmm. he do every day. He was homeless and broke at the time, using his welfare EDD to fund his rap career for studio time. Went up there, the verse he spit was so ill, it got the battle rappers out. And that's hard to do. Battle rappers got some of the best pins only because we have no beat. <laughs> so we have to learn how to be witty. So I started following the guy. Turns out he's a very, his, most of his music is very heavy religious based, positive, trying to you know, have a message and whatnot. And then he did a team backpack cipher. With Denzel Porter, this is a Jamaican kid out of Brooklyn, and Chris Rivers, who's Big Pun's son. And their level of wordplay, and it's phenomenal. I've never heard nothing like it. His flow to this day, I've never heard nothing like it. So I started following him. I ended up becoming so much of a fan of his. We went to New Orleans for our honeymoon to go to Essence Fest, just to not to go see the actual Essence Fest, which is a big three-day fucking concert, mm-hmm. but for their side shows, Essence After Dark, just because it was Oswin Benjamin and another guy named Sean Smith. Oswin is mad positive. Uh, like, like the same shit Chance talking about faith in his God, mm-hmm. loving his wife, and the black community. Minus the corniness. Oswin <laughs> is dope. He say in this game, there's two type of bolts: either album sales or relationships. And I, from there, I was like, yo, that's fucking hard, bro. Oswin is dope. Oswin's fucking fantastic. He has a freestyle on Sway right now. It's a 12 minute freestyle. It's fucking amazing. He's killing this shit. That's where that bar is from. It's a 12 minute freestyle. How okay, so <laughs> cause I rap I rap positive and I'm like, I hope I'm not corny, but Okay. But here's the thing. How though. do you for other you artists, do. how how do you not how do you avoid corniness? Like there's <laughs> I'm a, again, I'm gonna use you as an example. You are a very positive rapper. I feel like we had conversations offline about how much you don't cuss. <laughs> like <laughs> but I know you. I know you and I see what you're doing. You're mm. positive but not preachy. You're positive because you rap about your own shit, your journeys, your struggles, what you have to deal with, what you can be. Mm. It just so happens that it comes off as other people can look at it and be like, yo, yeah, I can do that. It's not corny positive because on the flip side, again, I know you. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard music that may or may not be out. You can rap. I know what song you're talking about. You got got it. (laughs) That's funny. It's so many. I uh, I don't even know what I can talk about and what can't what I can't talk about. So I don't want to say too much. But 
Oh you ain't buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, freaking. I think corniness was like some of the like because when I first started rapping, yeah, it was like I was trying to be like a little Eminem mixed with Missy Elliott. Like that's that's who my influencers were. Were like Eminem. See, but that sound corny. Like, huh? I love both of those artists. Yeah, but a mix of them sound corny. I don't know why. Yeah. So I was trying to be like that, but. I don't even like because I listen to some of my old music and I'm just like, what the hell? But you know, I'm just young, writing, yeah. just writing. I would just write to write, just to waste time, and I like doing what I do, you know. So I didn't really give a fuck, and I still don't give a fuck. Like I still make music just for myself, and I think you know that that's pretty important too, because like it is. I, I feel like a lot of people are just make music for other people, and then they're just unhappy with the results, and it's like, well, fuck them. No, you can't please everyone so and everyone has an opinion like there's some of the hardest rappers out there and then there's still people that hate on them and it's just like you can't please everyone so yeah like, i don't understand it's how, crazy and it'd be people that ain't doing shit that'd be the most judgmental mm-hmm. take two chains for example i give everybody a chance i love two chains i think mm-hmm. two chains is one of the best lyricists out right now and it's other people that rap with me that be like, oh, how can you possibly think that listening to who the fuck you listen to? Mm-hmm. But then you look at the mainstream rapper rappers, Jay-Z, Nas, I keep using those, Andre 3000, Big Boy. Yeah. They all fuck with 2 chains for a mm-hmm. reason. Y'all too busy worrying about him to- turning up and his off-kilter flow pattern. Listen to that boy's double entendres. Listen to his punchlines. I'm drunk and high at the same time to- drinking champagne on the airplane. That's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is art. No one wants to break down the bars no more. They take it on self-level shit and then they just think, oh, that's what it's going to be. Plus, I don't think a lot of people uh, like heard some of his old stuff before he was even like up in the mainstream, right? Oh, yeah. No, probably not. Like Nobody that shit was crazy. <laughs> he didn't just drop out of nowhere. He'd been doing this for the past 15 years. Yeah. 2 Chains was out there. Mm-hmm. That whole Player Circle album was hard. He had features way before that. Mm-hmm. Same with Future. I don't like future new shit, me personally. But that's because mm-hmm. I was in the future when he was me ahead, back when he was still with the Dungeon Family, when he was still with Andre and CeeLo and Big Boy and all of them, where he was actually rapping. There's actually a song, uh, Future featuring Andre 3000, and Future was going off. And I love hearing Andre talk about ignorant shit. When you get that one positive person that's like a weirdo and they just get ignorant, like, uh, what's that song? Uh, it's Big Sean featuring Common. Switch. It's called Switch. Big Switch. Boy and Common. And Common was talking his ratchet shit and i loved it <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because like well i love common um but i kind of like going back to future because i wanted to say something that future is kind of like off and on for me because like some songs i think he like just i guess the delivery i like but the first time i heard him was on um i don't know if you've ever heard of tina shea she was like yeah. in the light for like a tiny bit but she was doing mm-hmm. a lot of independent music like before selling herself and just i don't know what she did but anyways the first time i heard future was on one of her tracks and like the song was so awesome and then future's verse is just ruins the entire song and i'm like bro like how hard is it to fucking feature on a song and talk about what she's talking about and i feel the same way about his feature on um what's that song that didn't just come out king's dead with uh j-rock and kendrick he was doing so well to that weird high pitched shit in the middle, like bro. Like, 
I don't know why. I, I don't know. But so I think, I guess, relating that to something, <laughs> a topic that's <laughs> worth talking about, like choosing your features, right? Collaborating. That's what we were talking about the first, first time, right? Uh -huh. Like, do you, you're open to collabs, right? But how, like, how do you feel about like, just, do you think people should just collab just with everyone? Or you think that they should just stick to people with their lane? Or like, what is your opinion on just like collaborating as a hip hop artist? In my opinion, and this, I'm, I've, I listened to the first one we did, a rough draft. If you guys don't know, we did a rough draft of this episode. Um, and I felt like the way I verbalized it the last time was wrong. Let, mm -hmm. me, let me try to articulate that better. If, take me for example, I will do a feature for anyone who genuinely thinks I'm dope. If anyone reach out to me and honestly wants me feature on their song because they genuinely like my bars, then who the fuck am I to say no? I'm not going to spit in your face like that because I'd be the same way if I can get a whole feature, a Nas feature, or shit, even an LL Cool J feature if he's rapping like LL from five years ago. Like Exit 13 LL, I don't want but after that. Anyway, it takes a lot for someone to humble themselves down and actually be on a record. Whether they're using me because I'm either hot or dope, that's where that fine line comes in. If you ask me to do a feature for you with you, because or just because I rap and you want to put somebody from the Bay that raps on your shit, I might not do it. One, I'm not from the Bay. I just live here. Two, you don't know what you're paying for. And I say paying hypothetically because I don't pay for I don't ask people to pay for features ever. But um, if you genuinely like my flow patterns, if you really like my ability to rap, I will definitely do a song with you. If I'm asking for a feature, I'm not going to ask anybody for a fucking feature. If I reach out to you for a feature, it's because I think you're dope. And sooner or later, I want to do with a five-song EP with you. <laughs> like... But uh, there's people out there that I do want to make music with. Like, me, me and Ray did that remix. I genuinely liked what he did when I saw at the, the showcase, the little open mic. Yeah. I fucked with that. I wanted to hop on that. So he gave me the ability to do it. Mm -hmm. It don't matter if we go nowhere or not. For other artists, though, I say do the same shit. Don't hop on nobody's song if they're trying to get you because you're the hot right thing right now. Don't let them rise your wave. Unless you truly believe in them and want them to make it, you're mm -hmm. a real fan of theirs and they reach out to you. By all means, but we gotta stop this fake shit, bro. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it. I don't care if you charge me. If I fuck with you and you charge me, I will pay. If I think you're dope, if I have a problem with paying you for your verse, let's not use me because I would never have a problem paying for somebody for their verse. <laughs> if you have a problem, if I start charging for my verses, you reach out to me and say, hey, bro, I think you're dope. Let me get you on the feature. Cool. Fucking $200. Oh, you're gonna charge me, bro? I'm up a couple rapper just like you were. You thought I was dope like 10 seconds ago. Mm -hmm. If you thought I was that dope, then you'd be willing to pay for a feature. Yeah. At the end of it, I may not even charge you. I just need to see how serious you are about this fucking feature. That's true. Do you know how many verses I got floating around there that I can't even use because people might end up using them shits? And I don't want to be an asshole and end up putting a, doing it on somebody else's verse and it actually comes out. Now that person that paid for it can't even use it. That's fucked up. I'm tired of being that person. At one point, I'm killing everybody feature. Well... That's another thing. I may just do features just to get you the fuck out of here. Like, if I really think you trash and you reach out to the feature and I know you don't know my shit, I'm not only going to charge you, but I'm going to make sure your fans ain't your fans no more. <laughs> just murder the track. Yeah, don't disrespect me like that, boy. You may make a better song than me, but you ain't going to out-rap me. So you don't say no. You just, even if you don't like the, the track, you just, you get on it? If they honestly fuck with me, yes, I will do it. If you honestly fuck with my bars, then yeah. What if it's those little Instagram rappers, little SoundCloud rappers, like, hey, you're a rapper. 
get on my track. I get a lot of that. I I, so do I. That's why I said my my response is: Do I like them? Yeah. (laughs) If not, then no. (laughs) I don't. I don't care. I don't like you. I don't like your fans. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily about what you stand for. You could be a horrible person, but do I like your music? Do I like how you talk about your being a horrible person? Like, Mm -hmm. are you doing it in a creative way? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be fucking be a part of it, bro. You're trash. I don't fuck with you. I don't fuck with you. <laughs> Some people got toxic fucking fans, and I don't want them to do with that fan base. That's crazy, too, right? I think that's crazy. It's fucking weird that like people reaching out for features and shit. You know what's funny? Um, I have a fat Joe DM, right? Mm. And just because I'm lazy, I didn't even do nothing with it. Why not? I don't. I don't know, bro. It was off. It was off of uh, No Hook Part Two. As a matter of fact, uh-huh. like, no, I see you doing your thing, King. I was like, yeah, thanks, Joe Crack. You sure it was him? You ready to put in a... some work? Me on. No, a... like I, I for real went through the whole motions and everything. It's just like mm. I didn't do nothing with it. I feel kind of shitty about that. I also got a Tory Lanez feature from way back when that I did nothing with. I'm glad I didn't touch it. <laughs> like I got, I got the song in my email from it was like my son is four, so it was a year before he was born, so five years ago. He never put the song out because I never sent the shit back. But now, I'm glad I didn't do the shit because you're a horrible fucking person. That's crazy. So you don't you don't mind like holding on to to music too, right? Because I know I have a habit of like making shit and then it just gets yes, lost in my vault. Have that habit? Yeah, I know. But I'm working on it. I mean, you know. I hope but so. I'm just curious on like what you think about it because like. Um, <laughs> I think it's horrible. I think you shouldn't do it. Especially if you got people featured on it that you okay, actually fuck it. Fe- you might the, put them shits out. The, okay, the but, features, yes, I understand. But I'm I'm just but, saying like, because sometimes, sometimes I think it's just cool to just create to create and like just to get an idea out your mind even if you're not going to release yeah, it, no, you know? Do that. I can guarantee I have at least an album worth of shit that I will never release. The we best album it, right? that I, I will ever make, I am never putting out. I got... Who do I got on there? I got you on there. But that, that was for No Hook Part 2. No Hook Part okay. 2 is on that on that list that I'm never officially going to release. Like, I put it out. I saw what it did, and I took it down. Um, well, that and because of the third person on it made me not like the song no more. So I deleted that shit. <laughs> no way. No, you... real talk. Oh, shit. Okay. If you, hey, if I know, you still got I the, know what you're talking about. If you still got the stems and shit, you can take that motherfucker off, and then we can go back and just do two more verses and split that shit up. Do I have the stems? I thought I only have just no, mine. No, you don't have the stems. You got the track yeah. for it. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, no. We can go back and we can add two more verses on that and kill that shit. Uh, that beat is just too hard to waste. Mm-hmm. I got songs with my guy, Tito, that I've been trying to work with for mad long. And we got records. <laughs> we got records. Mm-hmm. We just never going to put them out. Like you I, listen to them, right? You still, like, because I listen to some of mine. Yeah, I, I go back and listen. And sometimes I get hyped. up, like, yo, that boy was rapping. I be rapping sometimes. And I'd be like, eh, but why would I put it out? What's the point? It's true. If I like something enough, I'm putting it, I'm going to try to put it out as soon as it gets mixed and mastered. Okay. What are your future goals? Like, what, what are you working on right now? And what's your future goal for 2021? Oh, what I'm working on right now? I can actually say that? Yeah. Really? Well, what you're working on right now yeah just yeah i don't know oh okay well uh i'm working on this little ep with my sis 1am you know you may not know her she's a little rapper out the bay not little as in like status wise but little in stature um (laughs) (laughs) no our project we're working on our project which is going to be 
phenomenal. Um, we got what one track done for so far. Yeah, we got we back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a I am one am dot com exclusive. What else am I working on? Actually, I did want to talk to you about that too because uh, I think I might in that same session I come and record Decipher. Okay. I'm going to. It's another song that, I'm, or it's not a song, just a verse. I'm going to start making it my goal to drop one cover every two weeks. Okay. Don't know why. I don't know why. It's fun. I, you to know what? To. That's a lie. I do. Do you know who Tierra uh, Tierra Wack is? She's a female rapper out of I want to say Philly, Super Flames. And I was listening to one of her little freestyles. She's dropping freestyle a week. I was like, yo. I miss doing things like this. I miss just rapping for the sake of rapping. Mm-hmm. So I think I might fall back into that. Um, I'm on the fence about dropping, like trying to do a new project. I don't know if I'm going to fall back into doing nothing but features or if I'm going to do nothing but collab albums and retire as a solo artist or I say it's saying retire because I'm nowhere near done enough to consider myself retiring from something. But um yeah, nah, I'm just joking. All that shit was bullshit. Yeah, we got our project, but yo, check me out. Mixtape, I'm working on this mixtape called The Prodigal Son. It's going to be fire. And then I'm going to have an album drop almost a week or two after Prodigal Son, the tape come out, called Diary of a Fallen Angel. Uh, I think I'm actually going to start doing more personal shit on that album. I usually tend to stay away from my life story because it's fucking tragic. But yeah, that's what I'm working on. And the label, the label's first priority. If I have artists on my label, I will push their shit before I even start working on my shit. No matter how far back I gotta push my shit back. So I'm- mm. that's it. Ain't nothing else. You know what I mean? I ain't really fucking um merch. I don't do merch. I think you should elaborate on your whole stance about like not selling music and stuff like that, because that's an interesting uh viewpoint. And like what's the point of it? What are you getting paid for it? You got 17 yeah. albums out, right? Yep. How many of those on Spotify? Mm, pretty much all of them ex- oh wait no I'm lying pretty much majority of them from Silent Thoughts 17 Silent Thoughts and beyond now all my old shit is is uh, on Bandcamp for free highest amount of streams you got on them mm. on the Spotify joints um, I am less than 1000 alright that's perfectly fine mm-hmm. now how much money you see from that that's chump change. I don't consider that income. It's stupid, right? Mm-hmm. When we have physicals, physical less CDs. Than a thousand. Yeah, physical that, CDs. Oh, yeah. For that's those different. Who don't know, that's different. Physical CDs. Even just when you drop the single, even when you just drop the fucking single, mm-hmm. you're still looking at about five bucks. Less than a thousand. Let's let's just round up and say a thousand. That's five thousand dollars in your pocket. I mean, of course, minus the cost it takes to press those up, but you can spend a dollar at the fucking nine nine cent store and buy a stack of uh, CDs. Mm-hmm. So clarifying, you mean not selling music online? Well, that's what I was easing into. Okay. Um, so that's, that's a joke. That already that already got me off of trying to sell music online. Mm-hmm. But then when I look at it more and more, I just don't see the fucking point. When you have so many other platforms or you can let this shit go for free. Say YouTube, for example. I could put my shit on YouTube for free and let the world enjoy it and still chart. YouTube streams is now counting for the billboard. If I cared about charting, so why make my fans pay for that shit? Save your money. Don't pay for shit. Don't buy fucking nothing except for merch or a show ticket. Hmm. 
I don't care about my album sales. I care about people coming to shows. I care about meet and greets. I actually care about seeing you physically there. Because no matter how trash you are, if you're signed to a label, there's bots that can just constantly stream your shit and your numbers go up. I don't want no weird delusion of grandeur. I don't want people to, I don't want to walk around thinking I'm hot when in reality I'm trash. That has nothing to do with my lyrical ability. I don't care if you never want me on a song with you. I care if I get invited to these ciphers. Mm-hmm. I care if I get invited to other people's features that actually is dope. I don't fucking care about selling music. That's just for the birds. You hear it here first. Beep, 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 beep. Don't sell your music. That's trash. <laughs> all right, my dude. So do you have any final thoughts or final Did words? you get all your questions out? I think so, when, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Final thoughts. If you're a rapper, just rap. That's just it. If you're a rapper, rap. Don't trap yourself in a box. If you are a rapper that cares about what you are writing, don't trap yourself in a box thinking that, oh, I can't just make a song where I'm not rapping about anything. Yes, you can. Flex your skills. Bar out every now and then. It doesn't always have to be a concept. Is it great to be able to do that? Yes. Should your albums be that? Yes. But drop a mixtape every now and then. That's where this shit started from. This shit started from people just being nice at the ability of rapping. Let's get back to that. That's what I'm hoping you and my project end up being. Some shit where we can just rap. Mm-hmm. I know you got it, didn't you? I heard that untitled record. You can rap just for the sake of rapping. Uh, last final, like I said, I don't know who's going to watch this. I don't know who's going to see this. But I do have a small list of Bay Area rappers that I do want to converse with and do a record with. So if you're watching this, <laughs> Miss Incredible, Malady, Reckless, we need to do one thing together at least. Kai, come on, bro. <laughs> What's going on, man? That's it. That's all I want. And put it on the fucking project. Call it Angel and the Super Friends. I don't give a fuck what it's called. But just five records. Of course, one from me and you. One from each one of those people. Even if we have to group them together and collabs, like three on a record or five on a record or some shit. Let's make that work, bro. Write that shit down. We're, we're, <laughs> we got to make that shit happen. Uh-huh. Because that, that would be crazy. That would be hella crazy. Like you doing all the production. Like that's the only constant well, between Kai, this whole thing. Kai does production too. So he might, you know, we can ask. Kai, we can see. I see. Uh, and watch this is going to go to his head. Because I've never met Kai. I've never spoken to Kai. I only know of him through you. And from y'all project together. Which made me branch out and listen to his shit. He is like how I see J. Cole. Not as being like the top, top. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is <laughs> they're phenomenal when they write their own music and record on their own beats. Mm. But it takes away from focusing strictly on one or the other. J. Cole is one of the greatest artists of our generation. And his albums across the board, except for that very first one, is phenomenal. But when J. Cole was on his feature run last year, it was some of the best shit I ever heard. Kyle on somebody else's beat where all he got to do is focus on his pen is nasty. Mm-hmm. When it's his beat and he has to focus on his beat and his pen, maybe mixing, maybe mastering, it's great. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like either way you do it, you're gonna be fucking dope. Yeah. But I want you to focus just on your pen for the best optimal level bar, period, because you are fucking nasty. <laughs> that shit surprised the fuck out of me. Especially that, on that untouch. See, you hear that yeah, one? Yeah, that shit was yeah. Crazy. Yeah. We have to make it happen. Right. I, I, like Man. I said, 
write it down because at least I know you don't like writing stuff, but for me, like just writing it down, it's physically there. Manifest it, we'll happen, we'll make it happen. And I will do that. All right, you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Once again, my name is 1AM. This is Artists at Work. We were speaking to Angel. Once again, Angel, introduce yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Let the people know where they Angel, can find you. Boss, find me on Instagram at Angels. I don't know if it's underscore or dot. So y'all probably got to figure that out. But um, Angel underscore or dot. Four pillars on Instagram. <laughs> uh, Angel dot four pillars at gmail.com. If you want to send me beats or if you want to collab on some nonsense. Uh, I'm very hard to get in contact with, apparently. So if you want to get in contact with me, please annoy the hell out of 1 a.m. <laughs> Blow her up unnecessarily and make her get us in contact with each other. And I got you. All right. Make sure you guys uh, tune in for the next episode. Make sure you guys check out Angel. Check out all his music. Follow him. Hit him up. And thank you guys for watching. Good night. Cheers.